0: Don't rock in the dark. Lighting elevates your band's stage presence to higher levels of professionalism and dynamic energy. Chauvet DJ makes powerful entertainment lighting that sets up and tears down quickly and easily. Pack-and-go systems like 4-Bar and gig Bar 2 have multiple LED lights on one bar. They're easy to mount and haul with included tripods and bags. Control is easy, too. Chauvet DJ's cutting-edge Bluetooth lighting products produce amazing effects controlled right from a phone or tablet. Don't just rock. Rock the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. What's up, Red Swingline Staplers? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
1: And here in Greensboro, having been told I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume, Dan Ray. There's a... Somebody put a
0: stapler on my desk, so that's what I was looking at.
1: Nice. Did you know there was no such thing as a red swing line stapler? When yeah, they actually had made? to start making them. Yeah, because they were so... Uh, I mean, that's that's cultural relevance right
0: there. Yep. That is... That is um, tapping into pop culture yeah
1: well creating pop culture yeah yeah amazing
0: good stuff love me some office space actually it's funny i was watching a um uh there's a guy named rapper named logic and if you don't know who logic is you should look him up because he's amazing but he did a um he did a song with marshmallow who my kids are like obsessed with but they do a whole office space part in the middle of the video awesome where him and a guy in a marshmallow mask beat up a, a fax machine sick it is, and it's actually a great, you know, we'll actually get back to that a little bit later. <laughs>
1: it's a, it's, a, it's foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice.
1: So, uh, nice. how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was um, very chill. I did um, not, uh, I mean, a lot of things, but nothing around music. Okay. Um, however, this coming weekend is um, Bonker Towns. I'm playing a private party with the Lincolns on Friday, and then... Big Pounder show on Saturday, and then a solo acoustic Sunday afternoon at a venue I've never played before, and then the Wednesday after that is the uh, trivia. So I'm back to back to back to back to Easy back. Busy boy. Yeah.
0: So this past weekend, my wife was out of town with the kids, so I was by myself. I was dog-sitting for... that's well, throwing mean, it up.
1: I mean... Yeah. You know, what a life.
0: It's funny. Um, I, I thought I was going to like, man, this is great. I didn't really... In- enjoy it half as much as i thought i would yeah, um, I never that did being either. said i felt like i i used my time wisely um i did pick up a gig on friday night and played um an acoustic show downtown um and it my my initial plan was to go to a place called smith's soul bar to see my old uh skinner tribute uh Freebird play Sweet. uh instead i played a an acoustic show literally across the street ah. from that venue well there you go uh, I didn't get to stop by. Um, the the wor- The thing. The two things that were kind of a bummer about that show, uh, one, it was lightly attended. The um, crowd at that restaurant was just not very big. Yeah. Which happens, you know. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um, and my voice live, like, freaked out on me. Really? Um, I was in the middle of singing Take It Easy by the Eagles, using that three-part harmony Love it so much. preset. You know, I mean as hard as I could in those choruses and it just went and like would not stop. I had to like unplug everything and just go straight into the back of my turbo sound. Uh, And that's how I played the rest of my night. It was a very dry, very dry experience. Mm. No reverbs. No, no nothing. Yeah. No companding. No, no nothing. So yeah, I, I haven't had the nerve to plug it back in. Um, I'm just curious what happened, but, it's I, it is well out of its warranty, and it may just be a, a lost cause, unfortunately.
1: Well, I mean, you know, all these digital things—they um—they are prone to glitching that is temporary and short term, and has no determinable, determinable cause, and um, isn't there when you boot it back up, and doesn't ever show up again. It's just yeah, it's a thing. But
0: there's also just the trust factor. Well, for sure, for sure, because that that is that is also a real thing. Totally. Where you just, it's not there anymore. The trust right. has been lost. The trust. So I will always be looking at it kind of accusingly. Yes. From, from now until forever.
1: Wondering if it's going to go boong. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's what I did uh, Friday night. Um, had a very sober time. And um, like I had like one beer and then I drank a beer at home just to unwind by but, myself. Actually, yeah. yeah, just me and the dog and some popcorn. It was great. Uh, the following day, I got free tickets to go see Lil Wayne and Blink-182. Sweet. So I went and I did that. And um, there's been a lot of uh, hullabaloo around Lil Wayne. He's been a little mercurial, I guess would be a word.
1: He, um, something about he didn't show up at a show or something.
0: He didn't show up on a, to a show uh, in Tampa, which was the night before. And then before that, he did like four songs and just like walked off on another show. Oh. um, more than likely around the fact that he's probably not used to being an opening act and not used right. to like the crowd not being there for him. Uh, that was not a problem in Atlanta. Uh, if Lil Wayne is playing in Atlanta, there's gonna be, <laughs> there's gonna be people there. <laughs> yeah. And um, he had a full band and they crushed. It was it was a lot of fun. I I I'm not a I don't propose to be a Lil Wayne fan, but um he put on a good show. That's cool. And I he I'm a convert. I guess. All right. And then uh, Blink-182 182, 182 were fantastic. Um, just super consistent, and, um, you know, I mean, those guys have been doing this for 20 years, and they're still going hard in the paint. Travis Barker is a complete beast, and he still is, and there's not really anything changed. There's a little bit of uh, – there's a little controversy there as well because they currently have a guy named Matt Skiba, Playing guitar and singing for them, um, replacing founding member Tom DeLonge, Mm. Um, and they did like the. This is the 20th anniversary of Enema of the State, which was a record that he was on, and he he wasn't there. Um, But Matt Skiba did a great job. Uh, I would argue he's a better guitar player and um, a more consistent vocalist. So um, the product was much slicker, but it wasn't. it, It clearly wasn't the same. Yeah. And my guess is is that they will ride this. Iteration out until um ticket sales start to go. <laughs> Probably and then I have a sneaking suspicion that Tom will magically find a way mm. back into the band.
1: And they'll tour again as the yep. originals.
0: Yep. And they'll make all the money. And the production was killer. Um those guys used Kempers and um tone out of everything was just awesome. So nice. it was a good show. I had a blast. Very good. It was fun to relive some memories. It was the first time I've actually seen them, which is weird. I thought that I would have seen them before I was, you know, in my mid thirties. Right. Anywho. Very cool. And that is, uh, you you're all caught up down to the minute. Some other cool things that have happened, um, for anybody who's new to the podcast, um, our lovely, uh, corporate or overlords at Chave uh, shared our podcast with their following, Whoop. which is like 103,000 people. Yeah. Um, the numbers are up. <laughs> i guess you could say yeah they're um and yeah we're hoping to continue that partnership um absolutely for us it's a no-brainer because we both use chauvet products so it, they, yeah. they came and, to us and, and they were like
1: yeah of course we're gonna do this of course we're, you know they are they are so much the default in the market like frankly i've shopped some other things and then because it wasn't chauvet dj i didn't buy them so yeah you know they uh they very much are the big name so
0: so we are very grateful for that partnership and look forward to doing some more work with them and um we uh we are we just crossed nine hundred and forty followers on Instagram boom um, we could hit a thousand very very soon, and what would be great is if the uh the Facebook group kind of followed along totally that being said, the Facebook group has become like sentient yes. on its own
1: yes, it's so cool when it starts generating its own content,
0: yeah. Up until this point, we've been <laughs> feeding it, been flogging it. Yeah, <laughs> we've been like throwing throwing carcasses down yeah, in the basement yeah, yeah. every yeah. few days, and now it's actually starting to, you know, to teach itself how to hunt.
1: It'll be an interesting um, experiment to see at what point it turns into, um, you know, a, a self devouring um, cesspit. Because I do think that's a function of size on a Facebook group. but I'm not sure there's yeah. anything else uh, that that causes that, but size.
0: Yeah, I think at some point. We're gonna have to make some some more stringent rules. I think right now the one thing, um, and I I haven't seen a lot of it, but it's out there is is the build people up, don't put people down. Right, and that's kind of what we're trying to do. Like we don't mind if people have fun, uh, but if you start having fun at other people's expenses, then you know we're probably gonna have to have a talk. Yeah, but honestly, everybody's been really cool. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't
1: been a thing. I mean, presumably we're many thousands of members away from you know self devouring cesspit.
0: Fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Yeah. If
1: only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on some level, I kind of want to say that'd be a great problem to have, but no, actually it'd be a terrible problem to have. I, mm-hmm. I'm really not interested in that. I
0: know that that kind of has been the um, the downfall of some other right? things
1: like this. Yep. So. We all probably know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, it's fine. We don't have to really talk about it. No. And, you know, for those of you who are new, first of all, welcome. Um, our listenership has over like double more than doubled over the past couple of weeks so yep. thank you for tuning in um if you haven't already i would start uh, i would st- i wouldn't necessarily stop this episode but i would go back to the beginning and start listening from there um i think we kind of lay a really solid foundation and i think a lot of the stuff that we mention now will make way more sense if you start at the beginning um had some really uh some great complimentary posts of some guys uh who who have just kind of stumbled on the podcast and were f- very supportive and like, Oh, this is what I've been looking for. And you know, that's what, that's what we did. Yeah. I actually, I found, I found the emails. I was looking for some sort of login. I found like our initial correspondence and stuff. <laughs> How about that? Yep. It was a, uh, I mean, this is, this has been, you know, about two years coming in the making. On, coming up on two years. Yeah. Just kind of putting stuff out there. So lots on the horizon. i um, very excited to continue to do this. And uh, Yes. Yes. So one of the things I got, you know, we can just go ahead and jump into it. it. Um, One of the things that we have been kind of flogging about this podcast and how it is unique um, from other ones in the marketplace is that we're always like, we're gonna, we're talking about how to run your band like a business. But I don't know if we've actually (laughs) like (laughs) explained what that is. Yeah. So, for those of you out there in you know podcast land, thinking, well, I've got a band and it makes money, so it's a business, yeah, or I have but,
1: fun doing it and s- some dollars come in,
0: right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, is that are you running it like a business or is it just a um, a monetized hobby? And what's the difference?
1: Yeah. And for most people, I, and I think I think it's worth saying, there's nothing wrong with a monetized hobby. Nope,
0: not at all. And for yeah, I mean, for most people, that's not a problem. Yeah. If you've got a monetized hobby and it's beer and gear money for you, party on, dude. Yeah, God bless. Um, you get your uh, your uh, whatever it is you want. <laughs> you get your insert blank gear, um, but. For the for for the rest of the people who are listening to this, and typically when we're talking to this particular subset of people, we're talking to band leaders or uh, guys who want to be band leaders who are in bands that have no leaders. Um, so I just wanted to kind of lay a couple of things down, lay a foundation of what we have been kind of, I guess, flirting with for the past, what, 60 episodes? Yeah. So if you were, look, you know, talking about running a band like a business, the first thing is how do you run a business? So presumably, you know, people who start small businesses, and that is inherently what bands are, they are small businesses, is um, somebody has an idea and they've got the means and the, uh, the passion behind it to uh, create, promote, and sell their wares in the marketplace, and they also assume a certain level of risk, and they typically are um, investing in resources. Now we kind of dipped our toe into that last week, talking about um, our capital expences, capital expences versus yes. um, you know just regular expences, uh, operational expenses. operational, of the, of the right? Kind. Yeah, yeah. So, Dan, why don't you? Uh, Let's, let's go back to that. Let's talk about what that what – what is the difference between capital and operational?
1: Well, um, um, I'll tell you what. I, I think we could come back to that because I think there's something we okay. need to back way, way, way up and talk about. And I think you know what it is. Oh, what's that? Well, you've talked about how to run a small business. I think before we even get into that, we need to talk about why to run a small business. Ooh. Yeah. See, that is the question that's answered by this thing called Branding. This thing called branding is about uh, making decisions in advance, please, in advance. In advance. Not looking back at how it's gone and deciding what your brand must be. Although, not
0: if <laughs> wait, wait, are you are you saying not like uh, starting on episode sixty one? <laughs> well,
1: uh, no, no. Listen, we talked about branding in episode five. Don't give me that. I did a whole screed on branding in episode five. No, if you haven't it, heard it, it yet. It
0: was more about the branding of running your your band like a business. And yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, here we are looking back do and
1: saying yeah. what the heck this is. Well, good point. Upon hindsight, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th- I think the point is though. Um, wherever you are is a fu- is is when to do it. Okay? I don't want to yep. m- make it sound like you missed some opportunity if you didn't do it up front. Cuz you didn't. Although up front is a great time to do it before you get your first investment in cuz you know that it's headed the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, there are questions to answer for yourself about what the personality of the business is, what the, the what um, what the target market of it is. You know, a band has different target markets that it can go after. It can be a bar band, it can be a function band, it can be strictly a wedding band. There's a band we heard about on this podcast just a few episode called the wedding band yeah right um pretty clear what their target market is yep um so there are decisions to make about that that are going to inform every choice you make subsequent and um it's kind of like if you don't do that you know a friend of mine used to say if you don't know where you're going most any road will get you there it's true um but if you do know where you're going, then you can make tactical and strategic decisions, which, you know, decisions at both both levels of of planning mm-hmm. that um, get you where you want to be in a very direct way rather than the roundabout mode that people do when they haven't really done that thinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to belabor it here more than I already have, which is plenty. Um, go back to episode five and listen to that if you haven't. Um, yeah. That is, um, in essence my exegesis
0: manifesto yeah
1: on branding yeah so that's the first thing is like not even how do i run it but what it, what is it that i'm running why am i running it what's it meant to deliver what's the, what's it feel like as i'm delivering that thing uh those are all questions to ask right up front but then once you've done that you know there are um to just that so that that being said, I think I can get back to your question, which was yep. to to sort of lay the groundwork of the kinds of expenses there are. So, you know, there there is the kind of expense that is an investment in the value of the business, something that leaves the business with an asset. Yep, we call that a capital expense. And then there are uh, expenses that are about the doing of delivering your service. Like you know, in your case, Adam, you hire players. Yes, right? you have some regulars who are yep. in in the band, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. but mostly, you know if we were to compare them to, you know, the labor market, they're essentially contractors. Yes. Right. So their labor cost is an operational expense that goes into yes. your cost of delivering the, 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 product. Um, whereas, you know, you don't sit there and price out the fraction of your PA system that's being consumed on a particular gig as you go to price it. Right. Correct. Because because the PA was a capital expense, it leaves you with an asset that yep. you might depreciate on your taxes. If you are, um, smart and have a good tax accountant, that's what you'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the big difference. You know, operational expenses go into cost and capital expenses do not.
0: Yes. So in my case, um, contract labor is the highest oh, yeah. expense on my part, um, followed um, pretty, <laughs> it's a little further down um, by advertising. Those are the two things that I spend the most money on.
1: Sure. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, that's, um, that is number one and number two pretty much across categories of businesses. Mm-hmm.
0: And at some point, you know, Depending on your your strategy and your growth model, they might get pretty close as far as maybe goes. Yeah. So, I mean, the main thing that I was really trying to get at is that you know if you are doing this and you are looking at it as a as a tool to be successful and to uh, acquire money in a in a real professional way, you're going to have to make decisions that um, business owners have to make. So it means that, um, in some instances, in order for the band to succeed, you may not get paid yep. or your hourly rate, uh, is zilch or next to nothing while you pour, um, countless hours into the product without, you know, you don't really get anything in return. You know, my, the, the thing that I've always said is, uh, you know, I will never break even on this hourly. Um, hmm. my, Creative process has, you know, it just means that I basically spend lots and lots and lots of my time coming up with all kinds of things. Branding ideas, songs, you know, building tracks, uh, fixing the website, networking, sending emails, following up. You know, those are, just, uh, those are just things that I am pouring into the project that I don't get in return. Right. Um, the other thing that I'm doing is I am... Taking money out of these out of the the gigs that we're doing if I have the margin and i'm saving them and I'm reinvesting them into the business
1: and what's the so, what kind of a what are you spending them on as you reinvest
0: um, I'm spending it on a, a, a number of things um, up until the beginning of this year I was paying myself back from the PA purchase that mm-hmm. we made. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we decided that we were going to get a PA, I, um, I went ahead and put all that money down. We spent about $12,000, um, on that lovely four year, no interest, Sweetwater card. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the, the gigs paid that monthly payment, um, Every single month you know we were able to make that work, and then, as you know we got some momentum, you know I just started putting bigger bigger chunks towards that investment until it was paid off
1: absolutely and that is um, that is a really common pattern in business by the way is funding capital acquisition by, mm-hmm. with debt and then using what you bought to create the income to service the debt
0: exactly yeah, and then also in my case, members only is the um, lucrative part of this you know my business and this project has subsequently been funding all of the other um kind of aspects of the business that i'm trying to break into so it's funding the creating the website for the agency and it's funding all of the promo materials that i'm having to generate for these new projects um it, it's one of those things where, you know, there have been, even this year, there have been situations where I did not take a paycheck on a show to make sure that it got, that it happened. Yep. So that means that there are times when my guys who are, you know, technically not, quote unquote, you know, band members. Um, well, got, they're, not, they're not owners. Right. They're not owners. They're not, you know, they are not partners, I guess you would say, in the, in the in the endeavor. Right. Where they got paychecks and I did not. Right. And it doesn't happen as often as it used to, but it still does happen. Um, and I'm fully prepared to take those um, opportunities if I feel like they are worthwhile. So
1: um, – And what in um, what would you consider as you determine whether they're worthwhile?
0: So I, a good example of that was the, um, that Southern Fried Gaming Expo 80s prom. Mm-hmm their budget was roughly a third of what we would normally take for an event like that. Gotcha. Um, so in order to make that work, um, we reconfigured into a lower... You know, we, we our, our guitar player wasn't available, so I went ahead and filled his spot, and we played in a smaller configuration. But w- still, everybody walked away with less money than they would have, and and if the guitar player had been there, I would have walked away with nothing. Right. But... We played to a packed room full of people who were on board with our deal from the get-go. And we made a good impression with the MC and the host of the conference, so much so that he's already said, block this date out, we're doing this again. Mm. And he's in the process of uh, spinning up a new uh, convention that is also like a a throwback convention. And we are in talks with doing something like that as well. So I looked at that strategically and was like, you know, less money now could equal more money later. So let's go ahead and, and, and go through the process of doing this.
1: Totally. You know, I think the only show that, um, the Clicky Lincolns have donated, um, well, we have done one and there's another one coming up. The one that we did was a fundraiser and, Mm -hmm. um, we were in favor of the, benefit whatever um but it was also the the group was the junior league yes so it was to a room of you know upper middle class white women mostly and um which is you know fish in a barrel fish in a barrel for 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 both our performance and for ongoing work and we have picked up um one show and a couple of leads yep out of that free event so you know parlaying that into something worthwhile is is not tough um we're doing another one that is a street festival kind of thing. That's a, again, mm-hmm. a benefit. And, um, the person who's organizing it is my bandmate, Justin's tattoo artist. So we're doing it. Um, we're, she's actually going to give us tattoos. She's going to It's Sweet. probably be my first one. It'll be my, my clanky Lincoln's logo tattoo.
0: Talk about branding, right?
1: I'm gonna put it on my ass. Uh,
0: I'm not, you know, it does cost I'm extra. Not, I'm not. Don't do that. I'm not. No. When the, put it somewhere that like air touches. Uh, that's
1: a good idea for just, healing purposes. Just in,
0: Yeah. Just as a rule of thumb, as a person, as a tattooed person, um, air is your friend. Air is my
1: friend. And, and clothes are not, not <laughs> I hear Yeah. So somewhere I sit, probably not a great idea. Nope. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Speaking of great ideas though, one great idea is to buy Chauvet DJ equipment. Should we just pause and talk about that for a Absolutely. second? Absolutely. All right. Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that literally puts your band in the spotlight. Your band's stage presence and image are critical to your success. Chauvet DJ lighting can add visual energy to attract crowds and set your band apart from the competition. Adding lighting to your gigs not only helps the audience see who's rocking, but bands who have even basic lighting have been perceived to actually sound better. Chauvet DJ makes lighting easy with systems that can be set up and torn down in a matter of seconds. From subtle color washes and fades to high-energy strobes and chases, Chauvet DJ makes lighting control just as easy. Chauvet DJ's LED products have multiple control options, including auto programs and sound activation modes, wireless foot switches, perfect for guitarists, and remote control options. Chauvet DJ's innovative Bluetooth wireless technology lighting products can be controlled right from a phone or tablet with no additional hardware needed, using the free BTR app available for both Apple and Android devices. Chauvet DJ Gear also has conventional DMX inputs and outputs for more advanced programming options. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Fantastic. There you go. So... That bill paid. Back to yep. talking about the uh, the business.
0: Well, but you know, th- talking about things that you would want to invest in, mm-hmm. um, lighting is definitely a part of that. Totally. Um, we we actually got we got lights before we got a PA. Nice. Um, mostly because they were cheaper, and I could I could pay for them out of pocket. Right. Um, but our lovely Chauvet DJ four bars are uh, are still kicking. It's oh one yeah. Of the, one of those initial uh, investments that were you know we we're still. Getting getting our monies out of, um, and then some other th- like other things. You know, you're looking at merch and you're looking at promotional materials. Like in our case, we had like the the custom sunglasses and the custom koozies that we just hand out. Like those are just again operational expenses that you know that you're just building into your budget that you're going to give away that yep. you're not going to recoup. Yep. So you the thing that you need to really consider when you're you're wanting to start something or if you're trying to take a project that's kind of not well organized and move in that direction a couple of things you need to consider um, the first one is what is the problem you're trying to solve i think that really boils down to your branding you know if you don't have a branding mindset and you're not quite sure of some of the terms that dan used like go ahead and go back to episode five like he suggested but if you're looking at it from a big picture and you're it, you you do not know how to think about it like what is the problem you're trying to solve yeah what is the th- what is the solution that your band is providing in your market that's the first thing to consider um the second thing to consider is who's in charge because ultimately every business has a boss you know there, whether that's a um, whether that's a partnership or a sole proprietor, um, somebody's got to be the final say. Uh, in some bands, it it can it can run a, a, a so many different permutations. Um, part of the, like one of the, the chapters that I I've been working on for the book is um, just the different leadership styles, and um, you've got you know you've got democracies, you've got meritocracies. And then you've got dictatorships. And they're all kind of imperfect in certain ways. Um, in most cases, democracies turn into meritocracies because people come and go. And if you're evenly distru- distributing assets, if somebody leaves, there's this messiness about buying them out and people having to buy in. And it's just this whole rigmarole. Yeah. Um, you know, as... as Nasty as a dictatorship sounds like, um, it does streamline a lot of the operations. (laughs) The trains
1: do run on time.
0: They do. Yeah. Because if I want to do something, I do it. Yep. And um, my guys are welcome to provide their input, but at the end of the day, I make the final call whenever it is. Um, And that doesn't mean that I don't take feedback and I don't implement it because I most certainly do, but I also don't feel... Obligated to make decisions based on other factors. If I know, because I, I I'm the only person who I guess sees the the big picture and is looking down the road all the way. Yeah. And they're I, Sorry. Go ahead. No. Uh, go ahead. I, well, I, you, I had I, basically I, fleshed that out.
1: Oh, all right. Good. Well, I saved you from uh. Yeah. Useless uh, last rambling on there. Okay. Good. You know, uh, correspondingly, in in the Clarity Lincoln's, we are. Um, artistically we're essentially a democracy. I tend to um, drive the organizational side of things and I certainly drive the business side. And, and the branding pretty much is all, all me and and decisions about that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I operate the business of it. I own the PA and all, you know, in a lot of ways you would look at it and say I was the band leader, except that um, when it comes to... Uh, Presence on stage, I'm not always the one out front. When it comes to choosing what songs we do, I certainly have as much input as anybody, but anybody else is the same as me. Um, so there are ways to there are ways to sort of soften um, dictatorship that is also not quite democratic because I do you know the PA is all mine, and uh, exactly for that reason, like I didn't want to you know lose a set of mics in the divorce or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there are ways to be in the middle of that. And as I think I mentioned a few episodes ago, there's also particularly in the jam band world that I have a peek into with my playing with Viva La Muerte. There is, um, sort of a chaosocracy that tends to pervade that scene. Um, yeah, that is, um, you know, there's an ostensible leader, but he doesn't necessarily know who's going to show up to what gigs. And it's, um, he's better organized that Matt is better organized than some of those guys in that scene. But, uh, um, Compared to what I, you know, what certainly you or I do, it's um, pretty um, loose and and yeah. it works and it works. I don't mean to criticize it; it works. You know, they put on a good show reliably with whoever they got, including like he'll meet somebody on the street and they play something, so he'll bring them in. Yeah, and it's you know like here's this extra dude playing a set of congas. Why not? <laughs> you know, all right, we're in, go. Yeah. Um So there's that too as a as a organizational style.
0: Yeah. And you know, just because I consider myself a, a dictator or whatever, doesn't mean that I am doing all of the work. Now, don't get me wrong, when this whole thing kicked off, that was what I was doing. Right. Um But it got to the point where I just didn't I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh when we first bought the PA I was I was it was also living at my house. So my show day was load the PA into the car drive the PA to the show unload the PA set the PA up run sound check then perform for 3 hours as a lead singer trying to like you know connect with an audience then pack the PA up drive the PA home pull the PA out I mean it was just it was such a slog like it got to the point where I was just completely just I dreaded our shows huh. just because it was so draining yeah um in it just wasn't giving me the energy that I was trying to get out of the project. So, um, I made a couple of decisions. The other thing that I wasn't really great at was, um, advancing shows. Like I had, I had locked down our contract. It was watertight. And I really enjoyed that process of kind of generating a contract. If you don't have a contract and you have any point and you need any pointers, reach out to us in the Facebook group or email us at coverbandconfidential@gmail.com. com, DM DMS, whatever, like we've got contracts, Locked. been a while since we talked about it though we might go back to that some episode yeah we we probably do need to revisit it at some point um but um advancing the show wasn't something that i always had margin to do and again the client relation when you're trying to load the pa in and set all that other stuff up, i just didn't have the bandwidth so um as soon as i had the margin in our budget i hired a sound guy um and he took the PA. Now he, it's, it lives at his house, and um, he shows up with it. He sets it up, and he runs it and takes it down and sends it home with him. Um, and once we kind of got a working relationship going, because um, he runs a studio, and he's kind of already accustomed to this business, I said, hey, do you want to take over the admin work as well? Um, and we came to agreement. I basically pay him 5% gross off the top, to do all of the advancing and then he gets his fee at every show so on some nights he makes more than i do and it's but for me that is just that was that was money well spent yeah so worth because it, right? because right now like we've got a we've got a corporate gig tomorrow and um as of right now i've got like four things i need to bring and they all fit in the trunk of the suburban without having to take the, you know, the seats down or whatever. That's good. Um, it's nice. It's nice to, it, and, and I also know that, um, because of work stuff, I might be a little late to load in and I don't have to worry about that. I can just literally walk in, plug in my stuff and be ready to go.
1: That does sound very luxurious. I, um, my bandmate, Justin has a young guy who would like very much to be that for us. And, yeah. um, I don't quite have the margin yet. Yeah. Um, but it might be worth it anyway.
0: Yeah. So I mean, the other thing to think about is if you don't have the margin right now is to go ahead and start pricing it in. Yeah. For sure. So if what what that looks like for us is that the sound guy basically makes what the what everybody in the band makes. So it's he gets equal pay for everybody else. So he makes as much as the bass player and the drummer and right. everybody. Right. And I wanted to do that as a way to show him like, hey, I appreciate you just as much as the guys who totally. put the work in. Totally. The PA is an instrument, right? It is. And he's also doing all of the client, you know, relations on the floor when we show up and he's doing all the communication and you know, he he's listening, so I always had to like I love Ben. <laughs> Ben is the best. Ben has made this band fun for me again. That's great. Um, I can't thank Ben enough. Um, and he's, he's taken the opportunity to also build up a network of guys who can do that job when he can't do it. Right. So even if he's not available, we've got, you know, other guys that are ready to go. Um, he's been training this one guy, uh, Brandon and like Brandon's like, he's amazing. And, um, I like Brandon so much that I've actually given him one of my projects. He, I'm I'm letting him run it. Cool. So, um he's he's a younger he's a younger lad. He's a he's a good-looking kid in his mid 20s. And I was like, "Hey, do you want to you want to um put this pop punk emo thing together?" And he has he's already started the process. Sweet. And I'll I again, it's another one of these situations where I get to basically just walk in and sing it and play guitar if I want to. Um, and he's taking care of the rest, but in the meantime, I'm you know I'm helping with the booking and the promotion, and I'll be fronting the cost for the promotional materials, you know if we shoot a video and that kind of thing. So um, those are things that you you know you take into consideration as a business owner, and you know this will be one of those projects that won't make money up front. and I'll make sure that the guys that have put the work in uh, get paid, and I will um, inevitably you know, work hard to get my, uh, investment back out of the project. So it's, it's basically having the mindset that you, you have to, you have to have a growth mindset and that, um, temporary setbacks and, um, deprivation will, uh, equal long-term benefits. Um, if you keep at it, if you're consistent and you continue to pour, um, Time, effort, and resources into a project that you think will be successful.
1: Yeah, and, and there is something about um, going after opportunities when they present themselves, being sort of hungry for the next opening, the next, yep. um, the next, uh, you know, chance to to expand your presence and revenue and opportunity. There's something um, you know when we say operate it like a business. There's also sort of a business pressing forward mindset
0: yeah i mean it, there's one thing about wanting to be wanting to own a business or run a business there's a, there's a there's entrepreneurship is just a thing and it's cool now it didn't used to be it wasn't something that you know it was something that immigrants did and you know everybody else just got their cushy corporate jobs but jobs but now like entrepreneurship is like you know entrepreneurs are like are this generation's rock stars right. basically thank,
1: thank you shark tank
0: yeah, I mean, and and you know, thinking about that long term, um, we've got an entire generation of kids who are watching Shark Tank. Totally, and it's going to it's going to turn that into um, a whole generation of, of people who who look at opportun- look for opportunities in the market, and and want to do something about it. Yep, um, it's going to push innovation. It's going to do a lot of things. And the thing that I've really realized is that as much as I love being a musician and playing. I really love the creative process of generating businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the thing that, that motivates me. Um, I love members only it's, it's, it's afforded me a lot of very wonderful things, including this trip to Chicago that we're doing. Um, but I'm not married to it. And, um, if it ever gets to the point where I don't feel like doing it, I will gladly offload that project to somebody else and I will continue doing the other things.
1: Yeah. Or if um, some uh rapper's restaurant wanted to buy your brand with yeah. you.
0: Yeah, I mean I just rebrand, which is again, that's right. something I <laughs> right. you're gonna pay me money and I get to come up with a new thing from the ground up like <laughs>
1: yeah, <bring> it. <laughs>
0: pinch me. Seriously. Um <laughs> But yeah, so you know, this year I'm looking to have uh, two more bands spun up. The nineties thing is in the running for, um, a big event in September. And I'm trying to get the, uh, the, e- the pop punk thing, um, just in a club somewhere, uh, before the end of the year. So that will be three full, full fledged projects. And then high class party band kind of being, you know, kind of a, a, a gap, uh, in the meantime. So, um, and eventually, they'll have they'll all have promo material and can be pitched ind- independently, and the um, the agency will kind of be self sufficient. Yeah, that could be its own thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the time time might come you'll buy staff people for that. You know, you'll have yep. somebody to answer the phone.
0: That would be something, right? But again, it's just for me. It, it's exciting to create and watch things mature and grow. Um, just and, to be clear,
1: you won't buy staff people for that.
0: No, I, you know, everybody knows. What we're I saying. misspoke. It's fine.
1: It's not. Don't buy people. Sure. That's a that's, that's a good rule to, r- to live we by. Uncool. You established that.
0: Yes. It has been established that people are not products. Yeah. However, companies are people. That's well, an that's a
1: that's an American whole joke. Whole other thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're yeah.
0: not from if you're not from the states and you're listening to this, and that doesn't make sense, don't worry, it doesn't make sense to us. It Doesn't make sense to us at all. <laughs> it's totally fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, companies fine. Companies fine. hire people, and who knows? Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, one of the cool things about this is that with Ben kind of training people up is that we now kind of have a camp, um, and we are I'm doing I'm doing my best to try to like pour into people and kind of get them to come up. Um, one of the things I, it's funny. I had this moment and I'll stop with the story time. I know we're <laughs> running a little long. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Brandon, who's, I was mentioning earlier. Um, I, uh, I had a, somebody DM would me on the cover band confidential Instagram account. Um, a guy who, uh, is probably listening, um, who runs a Weezer tribute based out of Atlanta that nice. have been around for 15, 20 years at this point. Awesome. Um, I, we used to play gigs with them like back when I was in college and he was asking me about the PA and he was like, I'm thinking about doing this and did it. I was like, dude, why don't you just rent it for me? And he's like, oh yeah, I could there do that. Go. So, uh, I reached out to Brandon and the, uh, the band guy said, okay, I've got this much money to spend. And my initial thing was, well, I'll just split it down the middle. I'll give Brandon half and I'll keep the other half. And so I went, Hey Brandon, I've got this thing. Um, it's going to be this date. You'll be running the PA for this, this Weezer tribute. Uh, are you available? He said, yeah, I'm available. It's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, is 150 bucks okay? And he didn't respond. And then I, I kept watch- I was watching this because it was on my, my computer. And he he'd writes a little bit, and then he'd stop. <laughs> and then he'd write a little bit more, and then he would stop. And then it went on for probably two or three minutes. And he finally wrote back, and he said, yeah, I mean that's cool. I would normally charge two hundred dollars, but if you know if we're doing this as a favor for a friend, you know, I'm 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 cool with that. And um I immediately stopped what I was doing and I called him and I said, Brent, I just want to let you know I'm I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself and asking for more money. Um I can absolutely do that. Um I don't want you to ever feel like I'm that I don't value, you know, your work and what you're, what you do. Yeah. Um, so I, I am, I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself and don't ever hesitate to ask if you if you feel like you, you need more money or that you're worth more, like, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, we, I may not always have the margin to do it, but it never hurts. So, and he was like relieved. I think he was kind of worried that I would have been mad or, you know, I wouldn't hire him again or whatever, but yeah. you know, I saw that for what it was. And, yeah. and I've definitely been in that situation totally. and Totally. Um, and not like always over, stood up for over myself. 50 bucks.
1: He's going to, you know, the, you know, I, I get being on the asking side. There's a whole, you know, stress about that. But, sure. But, uh, having been on the asked side, like 50 bucks one way or the other is not going to break me. And I'm frankly glad to do it because it has our relationship work. So
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah I'm, uh, there's, I'm never going to sacrifice a relationship over money. Yeah, right. It's just not worth it. Right, right. Um, there are other th- you know, being in charge means you do have to make tough decisions sometimes. And, um, but th- this was not one of them. Right. This is me, you know, he went to bat for himself and I will go to bat for him. So yep, totally. Love and it. those are the kind of things you get to look for when you're running a band like a business. There you go. Full circle. Full circle. Love it. We did it. Love it. So yeah, got my show tomorrow, and then um, heading out to Chicago. Uh, found out Lollapaloozas in Chicago this weekend, uh, roughly like three blocks from our hotel. So that should
1: be colorful. I look forward to some pictures.
0: Yeah, Random. I mean, we're staying at a Schmancy hotel. Of, like, was, like maybe Ariana Grande is staying there. Oh. I can introduce my eight-year-old son to you know his girl, his future wife. Perfect. You know, you never know. Never know. Never know. Stranger Things. Yep, season three. It was awesome. It was good. Yeah. We, we just finished it up. Yeah. It was dark, but it... Awesome. It, yeah. Awesome. No spoilers. Yeah. Awesome. Guys and girls, thank you so much for your continued support. This is a fun conversation. There'll be more like this. I've got, a, I've got another good idea for an episode uh, coming up. Um, not 100% sure what we're doing for next week, because I know Dan is going to be pretty busy. Um, yeah. I've got a good fallback, I think and um, I'll, maybe I'll just tease it to see if, what people think of it. Um, my, I've been wanting to do this for a little bit, but uh, I'm thinking I want to do an interview with Amber, my wife. Oh, yes! So I know in the group we've got a lot of um, new female members, and there's a few things to, to talk about, one of them being um, married to a person who is a musician. Um, she wasn't always a part of the process, and um, I did do a fair amount of touring without her. Um, so I know that she's got, she's got a lot to say about that. <laughs> and um, also just the um, being a female in, uh, in the music world and what that um, is like. Whole from set a of female.
1: challenges. Yeah. Whole set of, yeah, issues. Totally. That's awesome. So, do that. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So if that's something you're, uh, you think would be a good idea, just uh, let us know. Um, probably going to do it anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's a good idea
0: but your feedback's appreciated <laughs>
1: all
0: right guys thanks so much f- for tuning in um share this with your bandmates um we saw some guy in facebook like literally immediately add all of his bandmates to the facebook group so it's, awesome. it's spreading and um we look forward to having conversations with you feel free to reach out anytime um we are not that busy so it's good to talk to you until next time from Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson.
1: From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray.
0: You've been listening to The Coverman Confidential podcast episode 61.